Hey everybody, thanks for joining me again on the Warrior Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. And on this episode, I was fortunate enough to be joined by Paik McNally of Become Stronger Industries. Paik's a unique guy, and he actually reached out to me on Instagram after listening to a couple of the podcast episodes, which has me pretty excited because that means that I'm reaching some people that are just out there in the in the internet, out in the ether. Uh, so it was really cool to kind of organically connect with someone, and we're both like-minded people. But what Paik's got going on is he's an entrepreneur, and his business revolves around the manufacturing and hand fabricating of exercise equipment, specifically maces. And if you haven't seen anyone do a workout with a mace before, it's pretty cool stuff. So you have a long steel pole with a weighted end, which creates a longer lever arm. So you don't need very much weight. You can just use 10 or 15 pounds uh, in the end of that mace, and it really creates a pretty large resistance and you can use momentum, you can use counterweight, you can use all three planes of motion and movement, and it creates a pretty dynamic exercise routine if you use one. So Pake reached out to me and he said, hey man, let's do a podcast episode. And I said, absolutely, let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to let Pake talk more about his background, but just to give you guys a little preview, he is a uh, prior wildland firefighter. He's a army reservist. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's an entrepreneur. I'll let him talk more about who he is, but he's a really cool guy. I'm glad that we connected and had this podcast episode. So before we get into the actual discussion, I just want to ask you guys a favor. If you haven't done so already, please go check out Warrior Monk Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, like a couple photos, shoot us a direct message, give us a follow, share it with somebody you think might be enjoying this content as well. All right, I appreciate that. It's helped me a lot, and I want to continue to make this whole thing grow. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to Pake McNally of Become Stronger Industries. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Uh, I'm really happy today because I've actually had one of the first people who's reached out to me out of the randomness of the internet to uh, link up and have a podcast episode. So I've got Pake McNally here with me today from uh, Become Stronger Industries. And uh, he's uh, he's also a weekend warrior like myself now. Uh, not that that takes anything away from being a, a normal nine to five warrior, but uh, and he's uh, got a unique a unique industry that he's involved in, and he makes uh, some very unique pieces of exercise equipment. And I'm gonna let him talk a little bit about what his business is uh, about and what he gets into. But uh, how you doing today, Pake? Well, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks, Lance. This is I'm excited about this. This is cool. I love the message you're putting out to the world. Um, it's much needed. So, thanks, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks. Uh, can you give the audience a little bit of background on you, and uh, you can be as in depth as you want. You, I don't really care where you start, but uh, yeah, feel free to uh, tell us uh, who you are, and what you do. Yeah. Um, so my name is Pake McNally. I'm 35 years old, and I grew up in rural um, South Central Kansas, way out in the out in the middle of nowhere. Um, grew up out here. I left for about oh twelve years. Um, through my twenties, I was a I was a wildland firefighter. Uh, started training jujitsu. Had some MMA fights. Was a structure firefighter. Just did a lot of crazy random stuff that like really kind of honed who I am now. Um, a blacksmith that I still like, I, I still do blacksmithing, but I used to be a full-time blacksmith and, um, through like a, 
the randomness and twists of fate and just life in general, um, I had, uh, I found myself needing to start another business because my blacksmith shop was actually taken away from me. Um, that's a long story. That's, that's a podcast in itself. But anyway, um, I graduated basic training at 30, 31 and I got home. I was pretty much newly married and, uh, I didn't have a business anymore, or a place to do business. And, uh, and a buddy of mine asked me about making maces. He, uh, he, he brought this up years ago, like 2014 timeframe. And this was 2007, spring of 2017. And, uh, that, when we visited about that, it never left like my head. Like for some reason, I just always kept a hold of it. Um, so I got home. I was like, "Well, shoot, I've got to do something." And I uh, so I started making maces. Um, I love working for myself. Like being being and just being a business owner and my own boss is super important to me. So I just kind of went for it, man. And uh, I've been running running pretty strong ever since then. Um, I've so for, so for the audience, um, yep. when you say a mace, right? Like what yep. can you, can you give a description since we're talking about a piece of exercise equipment? So mm-hmm. what's an exercise mace? So it's, it's just like a medieval mace, just probably a little bit longer and less spiky. Um, <laughs> so it's, um, so my maces are 44 inches long. Um, all the, all the weight is on one end of them. So, it's, it's kind of got a, uh, it's not a, it's like a pill shaped head, almost kind of oblong. And, um, you use them, people use them to do different, different exercises. I use them, uh, to do like traditional, um, they're called three sixties. So you swing them all the way behind your head. And, um, it's really rehabbed my shoulders like tremendously from all the, all the craziness that I've, that I've done. Um, uh, I, I was pretty beat up and, uh, so you can do three sixties with them. You can do, um, just a bunch of different movements and it's all based on mobility. So like being strong, but mobile, um, so you could be really, really strong, but if you can't move the mace the right way, like it's, it's just not going to work out for you. So you have to slowly build up that mobility. That means you have to start light. Even if you're really strong, you have to start light and you have to just gradually, gradually increase the weight. And, um, even, even then you don't have to really go heavy to get the benefits out of it. Um, so there's i I'm not like a mace swinging expert. I do it for my own health and wellness, but there are people out on, out there on the internet that, are amazing at it. And I'm not one of them. I'm really good at building them and I'm pretty good at swinging them, but I'll never be like a mace swinging coach, you know? So yeah, it's just kind of how I stumbled in, I stumbled upon it. And, um, I just started going ever since I, uh, I don't know. I could go really in depth about like, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I've got my own little like mission that I want to do with this business. And, and, uh, and, and there's, you can customize them. And I want to make like one-off custom pieces for individuals that they're excited to use, you know, stuff with soul. So yeah, yeah. not just factory made crap. 
There's something to be said about that kind of excitement that goes along with having a customized piece like that too, mm-hmm. uh, or something that's kind of like just calls your attention. Uh, yeah. I, I know for me personally, uh, I, I used to have a lot of issues with, with doing cardio hit and running. And yep. uh, er, like sometimes I would need a new pair of running shoes, but if I got a pair of running shoes that I really liked, I was had an incentivization. I was like, these things are awesome. And like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was driving me to get out on, on the road and, and run more. So there's something to be said about having a piece of a piece of equipment, something that you're kind of uh, emotionally attached to mm-hmm. uh, for part of your fitness regime that kind of motivates you to, to pick it up and, and go use it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I want to build like heirloom quality stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I, so I can, I customize them for people. So if like you had a favorite quote, or saying like I'll stamp that into a plate and then I'll weld it onto the mace head. So then it's yours, you know. Like mm-hmm. then, like, then you can look at those words and, and like it'll just kind of light a light, light your soul on fire just a little bit, you know, and and make you excited, like you were saying. Um, yeah, it's just like my my motto for this business. Well, for my life in general, is uh, you are strong, become stronger. That's that's a quote I got out of a book, like years ago, um, and those words have stuck with me ever since then. Um, yeah, well over twenty yeah. years. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, started the business, and did it just start to grow as there as the demand uh, for for exercise maces came, or how, where has it gone? Yeah. So it's, it's growing, um, you know, it's had its ups and downs, um, like any business, uh, but, and there's, I'm learning how to be a better businessman. Uh, when I went for it, I just kind of said, screw it. And like, went all in, like, I was pretty good at running, like I was good at doing custom metal work for people and all, and all that, but like, it was the hobby that I it was a full-time hobby. That's how I treated it. Not a full-time business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've matured since then I've grown up. So now I'm trying to, I'm trying to become stronger as like a full-time business. Um, and I want to build a brand and whatnot. Um, so I do most of my business over, over Instagram, to be honest with you. It's like, it's crazy. I'll have one-on-one conversations with each with each customer for the most part. Once in a while, I'll get orders through my website, which is really handy because then I can just build them and they're out the door. But I like that customer interaction. Um, so it's, it's growing. It's not near where I want it to be, but I'm able to, uh, I'm able to pay the bills and feed my family. And, uh, so like, that's really all that matters, you know, like in my mind, this is a huge business that will someday rival on it or rogue but whatever you know <laughs> I mean, we've all got to have to mind that i was going to ask you yeah about, yeah like, for sure we'll, we'll get into that into a couple minutes i want to ask you more about like your your metalworking experience and you, mm-hmm. you were a blacksmith because uh yeah i think that this uh this idea of of you know, people, men working, you know, over the stoke in the coals and, and doing metal work is, uh, it's like a dying, it's a dying art. It's a dying trade because of, you know, industrialization meant everything started to move to factories and mass production. And, and now, you know, it used to be too, like you would, if something was broke, that was metal, you could fix it. You could reforge a sword or a knife or a, 
a hammer, you know, you could fix something, but now we're kind of in the throwaway culture now in modern day where it's just, you know, if it's broken, well, you just throw it in the trash and then we'll go down to Lowe's or Home Depot and get another one. So, you know, how did you get into metalworking and uh, how did that kind of become a kind of a passion for you as well as your path to entrepreneurship? So I, uh, I took welding in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up like raising cattle and doing all that stuff. Um, and so like, we all, we tried to fix our own stuff as much as possible. Um, so I grew up around it and then I went to a a tech school, um, when I was in my early twenties for welding and I did production welding on my, on an assembly line, basically, uh, making aluminum stock trailers. Okay. And you know, great work, great people. I hated it. Like it (laughs) killed me. Um, but it was, it was a good learning experience looking back on it. Um, so I, uh, I got into, I got into metalwork first, um, before blacksmithing, I actually started like making crazy metal artwork. Um, and I'd go to, I went like, went to some pretty high end art shows selling my stuff. It's kind of crazy to think about now. Um, but that was my life for a little while. It was like hanging out with wild and crazy artists and I guess trying to be one and having a blast with it. I sold a lot of stuff. Um, but I would take old junk, like people stuff that people were throwing away and I would change it up and I'd make wild statues and, and sculptures and lamps and like just, awesome crazy stuff that depending on who you were you then the type of person you are you'd either like look at it and be like that's just junk well (laughs) or you'd be like that is some awesome artwork i'm going to pay you some money for that you know um so i uh i did that for a while and then that that transitioned into um into me wanting to get into blacksmithing and where i grew up um we there was a this man, his name was Tom Smith, and he was the the blacksmith in my hometown. And his, and his he, last he, name was aptly uh, fit, yeah, yeah. fit his profession. Exactly. If anybody doesn't know, the last name Smith comes from being a smithy, comes from being an yep. actual blacksmith. So, yep. yeah. So he, uh, like, he was. I remember growing up, my dad would take me into the shop, and because uh, we'd need to get Brandon irons made, different stuff. Uh, and like, so I, I, when I was little, I got to watch him work, but then, um, I built a forge and I was, and I was playing around with it. And this was, um, when I was out in Colorado fighting fire during the downtime, like instead of watching TV, I'd go fire up my blacksmith forge and, and pound iron. Didn't know what I was doing, but I went and visited Tom and uh, we struck up a friendship and he was a hard old man. Like, <laughs> He, he really helped mold me as a man and like, and as a blacksmith, but he, uh, he grew up in the great depression Hmm. down in, in rural Missouri. He enlisted after, after Pearl Harbor was a blacksmith in the Navy on a repair boat down in the South Pacific. His boat got, or a ship got blown up. Like he had been through the ringer. Um, and by the time I, I struck up this friendship, he was, he was homebound. Like he couldn't, his wife had passed away as his kids didn't live around and he, he was just kind of stuck at home. Um, and we got to talking and he let me start working in a shop one day. And so I like, I thought my career path was going to be as a wildland firefighter, but when you get got like an old man 
like that who I can like I like he was a hero of mine like um he offered me a shop so I was like well I've got to take this chance so I took the chance and um and uh yeah I did full-time blacksmithing for a while and I would do my work then I'd go take it over to his house because his shop was just a block away from his house and and he'd tell me what I did wrong (laughs) and then I we would just you know, and I slowly got better and he passed away, um, about, Oh, eight months into me working, working at, at a shop. Um, but he lived a full life. He was, he was an honorary, honorary dude, but he, uh, he, yeah, he completely changed my life. Um, I, I, I owe him a lot. Um, and then when he passed on, I joined, I decided to enlist in the army reserves because I'd always wanted to serve. But uh, I'd gotten married too, and um, and I was like, well, shoot, life or health insurance is expensive, so this is a good way to get health insurance, you know. And uh, and the, while I was gone, his family decided that they didn't want me in the shop anymore. So that's when Become Stronger Industry came out. There was a moment of panic, <laughs> like more or less. Uh, but it's, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm not, right. I used to be bitter. I'm not bitter anymore. Like, it's just, shit happens, man. Like, it is what it is. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, I still fire up the forge about once or twice a week because I can use, I can use my skills that, uh, that I learned from Tom and I can put them together and I can use them as like, I can make crazy, like, looking maces now. And like some of my custom pieces like require a lot of my blacksmithing skills. So that's kind of the long and the short of it. But um, yeah, that's that's the story. No, so. I appreciate you sharing the experience of mentorship with with Tom there, and him kind of starting to teach you the uh, the tricks of the trade and and mm-hmm. getting into the, the the being being a craftsman, which is like I said, is becoming more and more. It seems like a dying art. So it's thank you yeah. for sharing that. And I'm sure wherever he is, he's he's seeing the crazy maces that you're putting out, and he's probably yeah. chuckling to himself, so like, eh. Yeah, he could have welded a little straighter. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Like he I say we were friends and we were, but like we were almost too much alike too, you know, like we butted heads quite a little bit, but we always found a common ground. Like there's a lot of mutual respect there. Um yeah, it's just I think I was blessed to have a mentor um like that. And and uh, everybody needs them, you know, like that great, he was part of the greatest generation and they're pretty much all gone now. And, uh, that's heartbreaking. You know, both my parents or my grandparents were, were grew up through that time and, you know, served in their own ways during, uh, during world war two and and afterwards and whatnot, um, both in the armed services, but, uh, and my grandmothers did as well, but yeah, that mentorship's huge. We, uh, I don't know. Uh, we kind of, um, as a society have kind of not cast those people away, but like everybody's so damn busy now. Right. right. You know, it's, it's sad. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and so you decided to continue to carry the torch and you started your own business. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to talk more about entrepreneurship on uh, this podcast as I'm, I'm starting to put my toe 
into the water a bit here and, and talking to other people too, who are, you know, doing their, doing their own thing and trying to simultaneously carve their own path through life to make, uh, to make ends meet, but also do something that is, uh, that matters to them and has uh, importance, you know, and, and makes you feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, so how's that been for you since you've decided to kind of take this on? And I'm sure it's been a collection of, of, of wins and loses disappointments and, uh, elations. Yep. It's, there's a meme out there that's like, it's like, I can't, it's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, in one, mo- one moment you're like, like in the morning you'd be like, I am the greatest ever. Things, things are awesome. And then 30 minutes later, you're like, this sucks. This is stupid. I should just go get a real job, you know? And, and it's so true though. Um, it's so being a business owner, at least where I'm at, and, uh, where I live, like it's the loneliest thing I've ever done in my life. Cause like, it's all on you. You know what I mean? And my wife is super supportive and I'm, and I'm blessed to have that. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I'm not out in the shop working, then, then I, we're not getting paid, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and just, so it's, it's, it's just lonely. I would, I, what I would suggest is just find your own tribe of, of, uh, of entrepreneurs and business owners and people that like want to do that and surround yourself with them and, and find some that are like well down the path of that, of that lifestyle that are successful, you know, um, where I'm at, it's a really rural area. Like I live in a really big County. There's 5,000 people in the County, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the County seats just over 2000 people. Um, so there's, and if you're not in the oil field or or in agriculture, you're weird. Like (laughs) so I'm pretty damn weird. You know, I run a jujitsu gym here as well. And like, I'm making these crazy mace things and, and people don't know what to think, which is fine. But, um, it's lonely, man. Like it, it really is. It's good. Like it's, it's getting better. Um, but it's just, you just got to find friends that are super supportive, but in the end it's all on you, you know, like yeah. just, but it's completely worth it. I wouldn't change it. Like I, I've tried working for other people and it doesn't, doesn't work too well for me. I can, I can be told what to do in the army. That's fine. (laughs) You know, my wife can tell me what to do within reason, but other than that, I've got to be my own boss. Um, but yeah. And then don't be scared of it either. Like just go for it. Like if you have an idea, you know, uh, and I'm not just talking to you directly, but anybody out there, if you have an idea, man, just, just go for it. See what happens. You don't have to do this. Um, you don't have to jump in like and go full time right away, but you better get started doing something to, to get you pointed in the right, going down the right path. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like we talk about it and talk about it. And like, but if you, unless you start doing things, it doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, just doing it. And so some, I think one of, one of my problems actually is just like jumping in maybe a little too, too blind. So come up with a better plan than what I had. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
but uh yeah it's it's uh it's good like we're, we're all on different paths we're all i'm learning i'm learning a hell of a lot you know um yeah. so yeah but just go for it and, and see what happens so yeah, I'm kind of rambling and all over the place with it, but the big thing is just to go for it. So, cool, man. So I I, I want to ask you a question. Yep. If uh, if anybody's looking at you know I, I'm really big into kettlebells and I've mm-hmm. done a little bit of so if anybody's done done kettlebell workouts, there's a little bit of uh, similarities that kind of cross over to doing mace exercises where you're uh, working and you know you're you're working in all three planes if you're into fitness. Yep. You know, talking about the frontal, the transverse, and the uh, the uh, sagittal plane. So you're getting all really into multiple planes of movement and uh, controlling momentum and, and, you know, a lot of core involvement, a lot of balance involvement and stuff like that. Um, So I think it's, I think it's really cool and I want to get into it more, but my question for you is like somebody out there is looking to get into uh, exercising with the mace. Why, why should they buy from uh, become stronger industries instead of one of the big boys like rogue or on it? So the big thing about, about my stuff is, um, I use a, a lot of the big box companies. They use cheap cast iron to make to make uh, maces, mm-hmm. uh, and cast iron's great in, in certain with certain things. Um, but it, it's also really brittle. Like I don't know if you've ever broken a kettlebell, but like the handle can can break off. I haven't done it personally, but I've seen it happen. Yep, yep. And there's no fixing that. Like none. It's you can, but it's a giant. It's a giant pain. And then, then you have a weak point there and it could still fail catastrophically, right. you know? Um, and if so, you're talking about throwing around something that's 45 pounds, that's the potential to hurt you or hurt. Exactly. Else. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I use, I use mild steel. Um, the way I designed, designed the mace, the, uh, the handle travels through the mace head all the way to the, all the way to the far end of it. And it's welded in two different places, 360 degrees. So it's, it's, man, you can't break them. Like the the worst damage I've ever done was when I was trying to break one. Um, I, I dented one, but that's because I was like hitting three eighths or half inch cast iron, a cast iron plate with it. And I broke the plate, but I dented the, dented the mace, (laughs) you know? Um, but typically we're not going to be doing that. (laughs) I was just drinking beer, having fun. Just like, well, I wonder what'll happen if, um, portrait test time. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, the bush light and let's start trying to kill this thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so that's the big thing I use. I use, um, I use mild steel with, with that. Um, and then I can build them to your specs too. With, with the bigger companies, um, they're all, it's all standard. So if you're five, five, uh, you don't need one that's like, 44 inches long, you know, you you might want a shorter one. Um, or if you're, you know, I think the longest one I've ever made, it's like 65 inches. Isn't just absolutely insane. But, uh, um, you know, I, I customize them to your specs. So with the, what weight you want and then what length you want as well. Now you have to work within the parameters of, of the iron, you know, like, you don't, you can't have a five pound mace that's 65 inches long. That won't work just because of the weight of the, of the, the steel. Right. Um, but I customize them, um, to, to people's specs and, uh, and yeah, like the big box stores, they're, they're, 
it's great. You know, like a lot of, some of the stuff is made in the United States that like a lot of the rogue stuff is as far as on it is concerned. I'm not sure. I don't think it is, but I could be wrong. Um, but you know, like they're just, it's a lot of, it's just cheap material and it doesn't have any soul, you know, like your kids won't care about that stuff when you're gone. Like they're going to get rid of it, you know, like, but if, if you get something that's like built for you, that means something to you, you know, like they might use it and they, they might use it to improve their own lives. So, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. That's a good answer. I just found the quality of the material as well as the, the actual quality of the workmanship put into it as sure. well. Yeah. And like with, with my stuff, I try there's some companies out there that'll do like precision welded, nice, shiny, chromed out stuff. And I'm like the exact opposite of that. I want my stuff raw and real. So like the welds aren't the prettiest, you know, they're not ground down completely smooth. Like you can see what goes into it. And so they're kind of ugly in like a good way. And, um, and I like that look like it's it, there. It, other people seem to as well. I've never Never had anybody complain about it. So, yep. Very cool. So I want to ask you, um, we talked about your, your mentorship uh, with Tom, but uh, who else uh, Who else influences Paik? Like uh, that could be, you know, personal relationships or people from history, authors, other influencers. Uh, who's kind of, who's helping carve you in the direction you're moving in life right now? Yeah. Um, so... Let's see. I wrote, I wrote down a list, but like, I'll be honest with you. And I've never thought I'd be like, like this guy. Um, but I kind of just, I rediscovered my, my faith in God not too long ago. And, um, that's a big one. Yeah. I, uh, and I'm a lot, I'm a hell of a lot more relaxed now than I have been like, even, even like six months ago. Um, so like that, that's been huge for me and I'm not, I don't know. Like I'm still figuring out my faith, you know, like, um, and, and what I still figuring all that out, but that that's definitely helped. Like just relax me. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I lost my dad. When I was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I lost my dad when I was 18 and I went down a pretty dark path. I lost a bunch of other friends too. in a really short amount of time. I went down a really dark path for a while. And I always like, I always thought like, man, I don't need anybody. Like I can fight on my own. Like, you know, I can do whatever. And like for the longest time I could, but that, yeah, that's exhausting. It is. Like I, I got to the point to where I just, I just wasn't, it was just kicking my ass and, and like got to thinking, um, and just started thinking about thinking about faith again, and uh, and and I'm looking more into it. I was raised Catholic, and so I'm looking more into into that that style of of Christianity, but also just other just other things. So that's a big one for me. Um, but then, as far as like authors, uh, Stephen Pressfield, he is one of my absolute favorite authors. He wrote Gates on uh, Gates of Fire. Yep. Um, and then he wrote my favorite book that I try to read once a year, or I do read it once a year because it's not very long. It's called The War of Art. 
And if you haven't read it, man, like do it, especially if you want to get be like be your own boss and, and get more into the entrepreneur space. It's not just for artists. It's for anybody that like that is trying to do their own thing and be creative in their own way. Um, that was that book continues to change my life. Every time I read it, I pick something else out of it, you know, that like that, that helps me along the path. Um, and then Carol Dweck, I think I'm saying her name, right. She wrote a, 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 a book called mindset and it's all about closed mindset versus, uh, like growth mindset. Oh yeah. And, and I didn't, and I didn't realize that I was, I had a closed mindset for a long time, uh, but I did. And, and reading that book definitely, definitely helped me like get rid, like shed that completely. Um, and so there's that. And then I, I really, I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peterson, Jocko Willink. He actually swings one of my maces. Very cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's uh, volumes right there. Yeah. It's, I'll tell you the story about how that happened. Approved uh, by the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Jocko and Jordan Peterson um, talked about Tom Smith, my grandparents, uh, my parents. Let's see. Tom Billy, Billy, from uh, impact theory. Uh, he's, he's a good one. Yeah. Uh, some of those like, hardcore entrepreneurs like they're a bit much you know what i mean yeah yeah um like gary v like Mm -hmm. gary vanderchuk i uh i like him and i appreciate what he's saying but i can only listen to it once in a while you know um but what he's saying has value for sure um that's the open mindset right there yeah yeah you know like I'll send him a mace, (laughs) whatever. Uh, so I just, I'm always trying to, trying to learn, um, uh, from different people and, uh, and not have, not have a, a, a closed mind, you know, for the longest time I thought it was stupid and, uh, like how I going through high school and whatnot, I thought I was just an idiot. And uh, in my grades reflected that <laughs> book smarts, but that's only one measure of intelligence, right? For sure. For sure. But that's the only one that really, really matters when, you know what I mean? Uh, nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about like what, what your dreams and aspirations are. And I did not that I knew what they were, uh, were back then anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I slowly learned through jujitsu and through challenging myself, um, that man, I'm just as smart as anybody else. And like, I can do anything. And, uh, and that's, that completely transformed my life, you know? Uh, and it's, it's, I'm still on that path, you know? So there's some days I've still like, I can almost fall into that rut of being an 18 year old idiot, <laughs> but, <laughs> I but think we all can. The, yeah. the scenario is right. If the, yep, if for we... sure, for sure. It doesn't happen often, but once in a while, uh, it, it can, it can definitely happen. Um, but it's just, yeah, those are, you can learn from anybody and, and I'm really trying to, trying to, trying to do that. But those are, those are the people that I really, really respect and admire that I follow. So Very cool, man. yeah, I appreciate your, uh, your input and in, in sharing some of that. 
So Warrior Monk, man, what's when you hear that, what does that mean to you? If when you hear Warrior Monk, what comes to mind? Who do you, who and what do you think of? So I think of balance when I uh when I hear that. Like I want I want to be the type of man that that can um uh, like play with little kids. I have a two year old son who's awesome. Um, but I want to be able to be that type of man that can, that is comfortable playing with little kids, boys and girls. And I, and then I like is a gentleman to my, to my wife and other people and, and just a good human being. Um, but I also want to be the type of man that can beat your ass. Um, you know, like if needed, you know, um, yeah, I want to be able to protect my, my family and myself and then just to be strong enough to be able to meet whatever challenges there are in life. And for, for most of us, those challenges are just like carrying the groceries into the house, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to be comfortable when I'm doing that. Like, especially as I get older, like right. I don't want to be winded going up a flight of stairs. I want to take care of my body and, uh, and, and be, be strong well into my into my uh, twilight years. Um, but balance, I, I think that's huge. I'm, I'm good at the physical side of it. It's the other stuff that, that I, I struggle with kind of, um, you know, like before I was a dad, like I wasn't the most patient man and I'm still not, but I'm getting better. And, uh, before I was married, I always wanted my own way. And now like, well, that doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just, and just finding that balance in life. um, It's just, I I believe that that's what makes a warrior monk. uh, That's what it is, you know, in all aspects of life, just being, just being balanced. So uh, Chad Wright, he's he's another, another seal, but he did a, uh, did a podcast with Rich Roll. And uh, he has a saying that's like, be hard when it gets hard. And uh, for the longest time, I, I tried to be just a hard ass all the time. And, you know, I was I was doing some dangerous work and like and and fighting, doing MMA and all that stuff. And so I thought that's what I had to do. But that's exhausting and it doesn't work. It's not sustainable. And it's also not what you need all the time. I mean, there's, no, there's no, not time, at all. You know, uh, just like not at kids, all. there's a time you got to be gentle, right? Yep. You, you understand that as a as a practitioner of jujitsu, right? The yep. gentle way. Yep, for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, just just balance and and just being just being a, a student. I think that's huge too. Balance and learning. So, yeah. For sure, dude. You are a warrior monk, no doubt about it. I can I can tell just in having a conversation with you. Yeah, I appreciate that, Lance. That that means a lot. I love what you're doing, dude. Like it's Thanks, we need more men and women like like you to step up uh, <clears throat> and, and do stuff like this. And, and you know, I don't know what your dreams and aspirations are with this with like with this podcast, but like I see big things in your future. You just need to keep just keep going. So just keep doing I keep it. telling myself too. just keep yep. putting it into the, into the ether. And if the right things are supposed to happen, they'll line up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So no, uh, you need to read that book, uh, the war of art. I just wrote it down. Perfect check it out. For what you're doing. Yeah. It's perfect for what you're doing. It'll, it'll, it'll keep you on the path for sure. So 
Cool, yep. man. So for anybody listening who wants to know more about Become Stronger Industries, want to see uh, some samples of your work, maybe want to, if they're thinking about maybe trying to buy a mace from you, where, where, do, we, where do we find you? Where do they get in contact? So I'm, I'm on uh, Facebook, Become Stronger Industries. I'm on Instagram. That's where I do most of my stuff. Um, the Instagram platform is just so much easier to use. Mm-hmm. Um, than, than Facebook, but it's at become under, underscore stronger underscore. It's somebody already had at become stronger. <laughs> gotcha. But, uh, so, um, I, I do most of my, most of my business on Facebook. I also have a website that people, that people order on and that's, uh, become dash stronger.com. Uh, so you can, people get a hold of me on that all the time. Um, uh, and they'll shoot me like a shoot me a, a message through the website, or they'll shoot me a message through Instagram and inquire about getting a mace built. I do, uh, yeah. Ninety percent of my business comes through Instagram. It is absolutely crazy, uh, but that's how that's how uh, people can find me. And uh, I'm really good about getting back to people, and uh, and just going from there. Uh, so yeah, if anybody has any questions. Um, just shoot me a message. I'd uh, be happy to answer anything, any questions you might have. If you want to know, like, who to, who to follow to learn more about, like, actual mace training, I'll point you in the right direction as well because I've sent maces to a bunch of world-class, like, mace coaches um, that, like, travel all over the world doing this, or at least they did before COVID happened. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can point you in the right direction with that as well. Very cool, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, getting the ball rolling on on making this happen and having a conversation. And I wish you all the continued success uh, with with your young family and with the business and uh, what you're continuing to do as a as an army reservist. So thanks for your service. Thanks thanks for uh, carrying the the, the torch uh, for Tom and c- carrying on and <laughs> these skill sets that that a lot of men are are losing over the years. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, this is fun, Lance. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can do it again. So I'll get you a mace too. Like I've I've got one started, just needed to get it done for you. I'll be sending it out to you. All right, man. That'd be awesome. I'll definitely yeah. get, get some videos to send back of you of me swinging that thing around. For sure. That sounds great. All sounds right, great. All nice. Right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Lance. Bye. All right, folks. There we go. I hope you enjoyed listening to Pake. I think his business is really cool. I'm looking forward to actually receiving my own mace and getting some mace workouts in myself. Please go check him out on Facebook, on Instagram at become underscore stronger underscore on his website at www.become-stronger.com. And if you guys haven't, like I said, go check us out at the Warrior Monk Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Looking forward to giving you more content here in the near future, more episodes. If you're interested in contacting me, please shoot me a message. Let's link up, let's communicate, and let's get another podcast going. I'd love to hear about you if you're a veteran, if you're an entrepreneur, if you've got a story to tell. And yeah, let's continue to promote this concept. Growth through balance is what it's all about. Thank you all for joining me on the Warrior Monk Podcast. Look forward to talking to you again here soon in the future. This is Lance signing out.